Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with your host, executive editor of Newsbusters, Tim Graham. Welcome, 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 Newsbusters listeners. I am your fill-in host, associate editor Nick Nightrain, Viewmaster Fondacaro, and I am joined by our, our illustrious Curtis Houck, your managing editor, the man with his finger in the pulse of the White House press briefing room. Curtis, how you doing? All right, happy Friday, folks. Uh, we we have got a lot to talk about today. Oh yeah, it is a. In a lot of ways, it's a train wreck, both literally and figuratively. I lost my train of thought. Oh boy! What yes. Is, uh, <laughs> transportation, sorry, uh, transportation secretary Pete Booty Judge, judging booties. Boot edge edge <laughs> is what is what we're called told to say. But so uh, yesterday, Pete Booty Judge made it out to East Palestine, Ohio, twenty days after the derailment, ten days after making a statement. On Twitter. Yeah. And uh, he's just out there with the white train workers that he said things shouldn't be around there. It's an, It was the adult version of how do you do fellow kids. He, he, Real life version. I think somebody pointed out that he was wearing like dress shoes in the yes. mud. Yes. He, he did not look happy. Mm-hmm. Like not mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Taking, taking a break from his extended paternity leave. Mm, something like that. He's still ha- he's still on personal time, Nick. As our as our friend Jenny Taylor learned, he's he's on personal time a lot of the time. Yeah, hopefully we don't have to learn what what happened with that photo because that that whole thing with our friend Jenny is is so creepy. He took a photo and we don't know they won't answer questions. The media is there tr- trying to ask the, his press secretary questions and she's just like, turn your cameras off. I'll answer word. your question without the cameras. It's so it was word. Dude, there was that, and there was the guy there, like trying to get the police to arrest the journalist. He's just like, they've. She's asked them multiple times to, to turn off the cameras, and the officer's just like, she can walk away. They're not impeding her. Yeah, it's very weird. It's very strange. But again, that is one of the more milder happenings going on with the uh, situation in East Palestine, Ohio. Uh, the worst thing to come out in recent days was yesterday. As you guys have probably seen, Nick Night Train Viewmaster is driving the new cycle train again. I'm behind the wheel as uh, everybody's reporting about uh, the happenings on The View with Joy Behar saying some of the most vile evil is something that I've seen a lot of people throw around, including myself. Uh, we're going to play it for you here in a second, where she basically tells the, the residents, the blue-collar working-class town of East Palestine, Ohio... You got what you voted for. You had this coming. Isn't this was the equivalent of your skirt was too short? As our uh, Jorge, uh, MRC Latino's own Jorge noted as paraphrasing, and we'll listen to that right now. You regulate our regulations for a second, because it seems to me that the Republicans are obsessed with this notion of the free market, and they don't like a lot of regulations. Because it means profit. I don't know why they would ever vote for him, for somebody who, who, by the way, he placed someone with deep ties to the chemical industry in charge of the EPA's chemical safety office. That's who you voted for in that district. Donald Trump, who reduces all safety, he yeah. did. Do in they those showed days. up at Do McDonald's and those voters yeah, saw something on the ground that yeah. probably it, resonates in a that's way that the they thing. need. Yeah, yeah, but they need to look past the photo ops, these people, and Wait. say who's doing the job here. Forget about the photo ops. Showing up go. is a big Showing thing, up, though. I think, is I big think this community. is Donald Trump's fault. Well, it, I mean, that's called fault. I think it's his fault, and then he shows up. That, that 
grinds my gears <laughs> so freaking much to 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 weaponize politics in that way is to be to be like you just like you're you got what you deserve you voted for this she literally it, it's audio but she literally points at the camera and is like shouting at the camera so like this is like it is direct to these people like she literally says these people like you you gotta these people need to stop worrying about the photo op of trump going there with bottled water for them curtis they they were even flipping out during the view because the bottled water has trump's logo on it meanwhile this is the water that is stocked at trump properties for like the hotel room mini bars the golf club like this is this it, it came this way so do they want them to waste time delabeling all the water and not getting this to the people that like need clean water. Yeah, uh, Trump ice, Trump ice, best tasting water. But, uh, no, I mean, <laughs> no, just no. Worries. Yeah, like I the the idea I've had people like try to argue with me on Twitter about this. They were like, "Oh, she didn't say that." There's like, here's a transcript of it. They don't respond to the transcripts, and there's uh, literally that's a what video. We do. Like like. Uh. Like, literally, there's video of her saying this. Like, that is implied. Like, at least implied. Where it, like, Hostin responds, as you hear in the clip. Don't they understand this? The, the audience themselves even gasps when she says this. Like, e everybody knows what she's saying. Mm -hmm. And as of today, we're recording this after The View uh, ends, ended uh, their show on Friday. Not a single apology. Mm-hmm. No apology whatsoever. Completely ignored it. They even mostly stayed away from politics. Yeah, you wonder if the, they tape it yesterday. No, it, it said it live. Li it said live. It oh, said man. live right at the top of the show. So they 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 saw this happening. And as you, if you go to uh, the Newsbusters blog with it, which we'll link to it uh, on the Newsbusters side here, um, <clears throat> you can go and see some of the advertisers for that show. Uh, two of them, the ones that sponsored, the, whose ads came up after that segment was Oral B. And Purina uh, Pet Food. So uh, you can go over there and find their contact information. Let them know what you think about the stuff that they're funding. The hateful, vile stuff that they're, they're, they're saying to each other. Or saying about these towns in uh, uh, the town in East Pal of East Palestine, Ohio. <clears throat> and you, we even saw... Earlier in that segment, Sonny was actually, we were talking about Pete Buttigieg, she actually commended Pete for taking 20 days to go there. She's, <laughs> she said she appreciated that he was being thoughtful about it because he didn't want to... thoughtful. Yeah, he, he didn't want... She didn't want... She didn't want him and he didn't want to go before the investigation was finished about what's in the water because he call it a photo op, even though he was literally doing the photo op thing of just walking around and being seen in a hard hat and an orange vest. I'm there to I'm there to help with solutions. Yeah, uh, you you showed up in your fancy dress shoes, my dude. I mean, like, again, it, it was just absolutely painful. Whoever... Uh, focus grouped this or told him that it was a good idea from a brand perspective clearly did not think this through you know he really has struggled to answer a lot of questions the point that they've had to complain to politico that oh team pete he's taking so many arrows it's not fair it's not fair that he's dealing with this and republicans and right-wingers blah 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 just stop 
you know, Corinne Jean-Pierre Nick tried to do this thing yesterday where she she defended Mayor Pete and then said it was dishonest. And well, nobody went after Elaine Chow when there were derailments under the Trump administration. But then she tried to say, well, nobody attacked Elaine Chow when she was the head of the EPA. And then Peter Alexander had to correct her to remind her she's never run the EPA. Uh, so, but then she was like, well, it's really EPA that has the purview for these sorts of things. I mean, choo-choo trains are a mode of transportation. So yep. therefore, these kinds of things are under his purview. Yes, the the chemicals, once they've spilled into the environment, become an EPA problem. But the actual train itself is very much a DOT problem. So they were trying to have it both ways yesterday, where really all week with this White House, that Mayor Pete is in charge. He is here. He is going to send very sternly worded letters. You notice that. He does letters. He sends letters to a lot of people. The airlines, uh, you know, uh, train is, companies. Is he the transportation secretary or the stationary secretary? Yeah, right. I know. It seems like that's his thing. He sends these sternly worded letters that are like, I will make sure, you know, hold you to account if you don't clean this up or fix this mess or, you know, improve your systems. You know, lots of rhetorical finger wagging. It's, it's like he's taking the secretary part of secretary. Like right, a little I too <laughs> right, he's taking it a little too seriously. But, you know, fortunately for him, he has a news media that is out in front of this. And, and I think, Nick, what we've been seeing with East Palestine is very similar to what we had with COVID, where I think if you watched a lot of the media coverage the first couple of weeks, by and large, aside from Trump's one Oval Office address that was denounced on CNN and xenophobic. You saw the country really rally around together because everybody was scared. Nobody knew anything. Everybody can claim you knew like this wasn't a big deal, but shut up. You knew it was nobody knew anything for sure. Uh, it was all hypothesis, hypotheses at this point because you yourself hadn't caught it. Barely, nobody, Very few people had. We were just seeing mass death in China. That's really all we knew. Um, and and it's very much that so the country was rallied together and then it took a couple of days for the White House or uh, for the media to get their talking points and start blaming Donald Trump. And then we were off to the races and everything became very partisan. We're seeing that with East Palestine. The coverage was very straightforward at the beginning. Um, they abandoned it, which Bill D'Agostino and I covered. Um, and then they we shamed them into covering it again. And then ABC largely dropped it. And then we shamed them again. And they're back on the case. And they've been back on since then. And it was very straightforward calling out the administration, calling out all, all government agencies at various levels, aside from the poor mayor who's just kind of stuck dealing with this like everybody else, and Norfolk Southern, the rail operators. Um, but as of late, it's become more about Donald Trump, repealed some regulations so this is all donald trump's fault donald trump is a distraction oh my gosh this has become a political football that was something that nbc's jesse kirsch said on thursday's today show um and so now clear the the narrative just like with covid has shifted everyone has mm -hmm. their talking points joy comes out and, and as you noted before this they hadn't talked about east palestine yeah they had not talked about the the train derailment even just the train derailment not even like the political side of it they didn't even address that this disaster had happened this was the first time they talked about it in their hot topic segment they did it earlier this week when uh Alyssa Farrah Griffin posed it as a question uh uh to uh Senator 
Sanders, uh, Bernie Sanders, but they had not actually discussed the actual disaster, but only until right. Pete got there and then they got the talking points of blame Trump. Did they do this? And that's when they're like, these guys, these people voted for Trump. This is what you, you this is the results of your voting. Habits. So it's earlier this week. So that meant yeah. for 20 days, 20 yeah. plus days, 20. Yeah. About 20 days. They, the they view didn't, didn't touch it. Yeah, the view did not touch this. Until they had a narrative that they could... Exactly, until there was something that they could talk about in the way that they needed to frame it. Because otherwise, it was not a helpful story to them in their opinion. Exactly. Or, or it could even be like, oh, here's just this local train derailment story. Even like, they may not even thought of it as important on a national level, even though it's this massive ecological disaster of just rivers and water being poisoned. They talked about the... They've talked about the Jackson... Uh, the, uh, the Jackson City... Or, uh, yeah, Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah, the Jackson, yeah, Mi yeah uh, Mississippi uh, water poisoning stuff, and they've talked about Flint. It's it's a similar thing. So it's not like those kinds of stories are things that like they try not to talk about. Yeah, they don't treat that as like a local story. Like here are these like like these poisoning of water supplies is is a very big thing, and, and, and like it's a national story. And as, as we were saying, it's like they they needed the narrative and. The EPA, like you, you were talking a little while ago about uh, the EPA, like that they were talking about uh, the Trump EPA and all this other stuff. The, the EPA in this instance relied on other people doing the testing of the water and then like approve the stuff. They, they never, they, they themselves at first didn't do the testing of the water. And right. Or they would go in and it was kind of a drive by sort of thing. They yeah. Would, there was an anecdote on one of the networks or one of the channels, I, I believe I saw where. They came, they came and tested somebody's air outside their house or in their home and everything was fine. And then they go to leave the tester people going back to their car. And then a train comes by because they've cleaned up the actual train car. So trains can continue moving through East Palestine again. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, uh, the woman, their family tells them to come back because as a train is going through, test it again. And sure enough, the levels went whoop. Because put probably put pressure on the ground, released it into the water. Correct. Or to the air. Yeah. Into, to the, yeah. into the air. And uh, because, yeah, it kicks up gravel and dust and all sorts of things like that. Um, and, and so that's kind of the problem with this particular disaster, because it's not so much uh, just like hanging uh, pollution, for lack of a better term, in the air. They've that stuff is largely dissipated, but the problem is it's still in the ground, which is why Norfolk Southern's new thing is we've removed all the sediment. The problem is it seeped into the streams, so you've got unless you start making so the, just like pumping, it, unless you like dam the river, pump out all the water until you don't or d pump out all the mud. You pound out yeah. the bottom. The sediment oh, yeah, it's is, gonna, yeah, is it's the viral settle. is the viral video from JD Vance from last week or the week before showed he walks up to a creek or crook as they were saying. It looked fine mm -hmm. until he took a stick in to the and he put it to the bottom into the to the the surface and tugged and then it became discolored and everything else. But but just standing there, it looks fine. There's no discoloration or anything. Mm -hmm. But when you tug on the dirt, uh, like the mud, the sediment, yeah, uh, yeah, disturb the settlement, the uh, sediment, then it's a problem. So it's kind and of this nuance. It's really. I mean, it kind of is a little complicated in some regards. It's a very this this, this reminds me cleanup. like like the incumbents of the EPA with the testing and just the the level of disaster in general. This this reminds me a lot of when the EPA bungled the uh, 
the the uh, the, go- the the Gold King Mine in Colorado, like that super fun site where the EPA like released like a bunch of heavy metal toxins into the water supply and turned the river orange. Yeah. Yeah. Back during the Obama administration, and just like the, the touchback on what the viewer saying about this, it literally shows Joy Behar's history of just. She says she comes from a working class family and a working class background. She's completely forgotten her roots because this is the instances. This is another instance of like back before the midterm, she was telling people like working class people and people struggling to make ends meet stop worrying about inflation inflation comes and goes like you need to worry about the topics that i i as a rich millionaire liberal need you to worry about for the election and so this is just another uh, instance of her just throwing these working class people out and being like you're middle america i don't care about you you're not my rich coastal elitist liberal friends Right. Well, and again, I pointed, you know, you think about it this way. I'm not sure if I said it on the radio or just said it to somebody yesterday uh, or the day before. Imagine if this train derailment was in Bethesda. Oh, yeah. Or Manassas. Bethesda, Maryland, or Manassas, Virginia. Those are two major DC Dear- suburbs. You bet your tail. Go to a sports book and you'd be able to put some money down that the media would be able to would be all over that story. The rich white liberals, the Northern Virginia, uh, I, Southern Maryland wonder boy in Pete Boot Edge Edge because he's the he's the perfect kind of representation for that for this area would be on it from day one. He'd be there. Everybody. This would be an all hands on deck situation because these are their kinds of voters or. I remember there was that train derailment in back during the Obama administration in Philadelphia. Remember where it was like that that sharp turn? Yeah, and the guy just like blew it. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if this happened there and they're like, let's light the train cars on fire. Yeah, the networks were Do all over that. Do burn in Philly. Yeah, the networks like, were all there looking at that train derailment. You know, Chris Matthews was like, well, okay, we have straight lines. Trains moving in straight lines. And you're like, what? What? Uh, but like all the all three network anchors went there. Like that was a that was a huge story. Yeah. Uh, but because it's East Palestine, it's a town of only forty five hundred people. Seventy percent their county voted for Donald Trump. It's over ninety five percent white. No one cares, yeah. or as much. They don't care as much. And what's so funny is the me. It's not funny, but it, it's ironic. The media. Uh, you know they're set they they peddled the claims for a while early on in the coverage that was the one criticism i would say of their early coverage they were like oh the government insisted safe but you know you got some residents that are like upset so but you know what are you gonna do um but in the case of abc news alex prussia and then cbs's uh roxanne saberi they, they had decent they've had decent coverage They'd be re- they weren't reporting from East Palestine. Like on one of them, Alex Pressure of ABC uh, on Good Morning America said, well, because of concerns of residents, that's why we're the next town over. And he's been in, in the next town over in Columbiana or whatever. And yeah. Roxanne Saberry's been up in Youngstown. And I was like, well, if Mayor Pete has this under control. And it is as safe as, you're, as you, you've kind of hinted at. And these residents, you know, have their issues, but... By and large, it's fine, and they drank the water and all that stuff. Why aren't you there? Yeah. Why aren't you there? It's just, 
I'm just asking questions. Yeah, exactly. And like people were pointing out, it's like, okay, so you drank some water. It's like one, is it is it is that is that town water or is that actually coming from wells? Or like well, that's pe- been kind of like, clear at this point. Yeah, that, yeah the water, public water supply seems to be okay. Yeah, but it's but a number of people a number of people have private wells and that's where it's a huge problem. And then it's what like are Ma- you going to do? Like Mayor Pete, go to these houses, take a shower, and see if you don't butt break out in a rash. <laughs> like a, well, I'm just saying, like a lot of these people, like you need to be in 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 constant like prolonged contact with some of this some of these chemicals. So that's like sort of what happens when you're in a shower. You're in there for a longer period of time. It's on your skin, irritating, and yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. So that's that. This that craziness from the view was just the latest thing. That was just late this week, earlier this week, when Tucker Carlson got his hands was uh, Kevin McCarthy gave him the the January six footage, that that actually threw them into a tizzy. So you had Alyssa Farrah Griffin, who was supposed to be the conservative on the panel, except for she her her political affiliations, as we all are aware, go to the highest bidder. She is a very she is a very poor. A political mercenary, not very good at it. She's 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 it, like she's like a Wagner for mercenary. It, it's yeah, it's reflected in her personal life views, which Nick reported again this week that she's reiterated. As long as no one catches feelings, she's, she's okay with, her, with an open relationship. Yeah, she's fine with her husband having drunken hookups. But, she's into some kinky stuff, I guess. But here's here's what Alyssa had to say about. Uh, uh, Tucker having the security video or having the the January 6th video, the ones that they haven't released to the public. It's like 44,000 hours, which is going to take a while to go through. But here's here's her her tinfoil hat conspiracy theory of what's going to happen. I think it's twofold. So this raises huge safety and security concerns for the Capitol. So I worked in the Capitol for many years. There are underground evacuation points. There are safe rooms. We even have rooms to protect for like biochemical attacks where you can go and safely be housed. This will also reveal where video cameras are stationed in the Capitol. Uh So as a Republican, like we always say, we back the blue. Will you just expose the entire Capitol and undermine the Capitol Police and their safety precautions for something like a January 6th were it to ever happen again or something like 9-11 where the Capitol was targeted? But secondarily, it allows Tucker Carlson to invent his own narrative about what happened. Right. 44 hours of, um, you know, hours of footage, you could come up with all sorts of different things to feed your narrative. And his audience just continues to get lies and lies about what happened that day. It's so, so dangerous. How, 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 isn't this against the law to do something like that? 9-11, Curtis. We're going to have another 9-11. He's going to enable 9-11. It's like Family Guy with, with, when Lois was running for mayor of Quahog. It's like yeah. 9-11. Woo! Uh, yeah, I don't... I, I'm not quite following this one. It's kind of... Yeah. <laughs> and Sonny, Sonny has the nerve to say this is, quote, it's so divisive for our country, but it's it's most dangerous. I think it's a security... It, it's a concern for the security of our country. It's like this is dangerous, but not the toxic water. Like like that they had coming. And again, this is like no evidence. No evidence. You know, without no. evidence, Donald Trump said this. Without evidence, Republicans said this. Without evidence. It's this like, is literally without evidence. You have no idea what he's going to do with it. You're literally claiming he's going to expose. Uh, thank you for letting us know they exist, Alyssa. It's, She's worried that he's going to disclose, like, the biochemical rooms, the safe exit points. It's like, thank you for telling us they exist at all. <laughs> and they, they actually go later. You had um, uh, 
Sarah Haynes just like going off with like this other she she pushed the debunk conspiracy theory that members of Congress were were intentionally giving tours to rioters to help them scout the uh, Capitol yes. beforehand like that whole ladder milk thing. She even she she, she pushed that she she claimed it was proven that they were doing this. The exact opposite. We I did a blog on the View, de, like decrying the Capitol Police when they exonerated Loudermilk because they did because there was the the claims that Loudermilk was helping them scout. The Capitol Police investigated. They found no wrongdoing. And the literally you had Sonny Hostin and everybody else on the View was just like up and on. So like how how could they say this good thing about Loudermilk? How how could they? Yeah, because they did the investigation. and They found no wrongdoing. Yeah, it, you, you know the stuff that they they claim about Biden and Hunter and all this, you know. It yeah, it was there was no wrong. Yes, yes, no wrongdoing. Yes. Ugh. Oh, and then the other hair brain conspiracy theory that Haynes had was she was worried about like uh, Nancy Pelosi had the metal detectors up, and. Kevin McCarthy took them down and Alyssa points like, yeah, the like, congressman people were on the verge of attacking each other now. And and they're pointing out it's like the congressman uh, members of the members of Republican members of Congress, particularly the Freedom Caucus, wanted to be able to to those that are legally allowed to carry, wanted to be able to carry their guns, like have their carry weapons on them. And they basically were hinting and suggesting that because the metal detectors are now gone, that members of Congress are just going to open fire in the chamber right, at each other. Pew, pew. It's going to go pew, pew. Like Yosemite Sam. Yeah. I, I, Nicole Wallace has done something similar to this. Um, there were some chirons. It was, it was like concerns about security. And you're like, what? What? No. Stop. No, no. What are you doing? My, my favorite part about the clip that we listened to was actually Joy, like, pleading with Sonny, being like, isn't this illegal? Like, isn't what Kevin McCarthy doing illegal? Tucker having these videos, isn't Has that illegal? Has to be illegal. And Sonny, Sonny had to break, let, her, let her down easy on that one. But it's still... Sonny, later on, the end of the segment with Sonny going, I really wish the House Ethics Committee would investigate this. And but he, the, in there, they're, they whine that it's not going to happen because McCarthy's in charge and oversees the Ethics Committee. But this is the thing. You literally just told us, Sonny, that nothing illegal is happening. What's what's what is that? Like, there is no corruption. There is no illegality. As a member of the media, he's able to hand these to Tucker a member of the media so they for they they can be reviewed you they literally say any member of congress particularly leadership can go and give these uh request these videos from capitol police and then they can be handed out if they wanted the new york times to have it msnbc cnn abc their own network to have them they can just go to schumer and be like hey schumer can we have these well this is one of the okay so first of all I found the Chirons. This was February 2nd, Deadline White House, Retroit Liberal Wine Mom Story Hour, Nicole Wallace, Chirons. Dems sound alarm over Capitol security under GOP. GOP votes to allow guns in House committee. And tensions run high during debate to allow firearms in committee hearing rooms. Dun, dun, dun. Again, this, like... And, and and again, like like you we were pointing out, it's like we have there's no evidence of what what of what they're claiming Tucker wants to do with these videos. Well, and and then you had you had them claiming that he only wants this for bad intentions and nefarious intentions. Right. And this goes to a, a point that we see repeatedly when it comes to a story or something that doesn't really go against their narrative or involves alternative media. 
they either don't cover it or say or dismiss it because we're not able to see the underlying evidence. That was that's become, I think, one of the uh, defenses of folks with Hunter Biden's laptop story. The little bit, yeah, it was real, but like we we didn't have access to the laptop at the time. We could we we didn't have a hard drive copy, so like we we just kind of didn't know anything. So we kind of went with what we knew or we figured. That was Brian Selter's defense in in a podcast with Steve Krakow released today as well that. You know, we didn't have copies of it, so, you know, and there was concern about Russia, so, therefore, it was Russian disinformation, disinformation, and and that's how it is with everything, but at the same time, that's where uh, uh, Krakauer noted uh, to to, uh, this other point, which is, all the time, there would be a Mueller scoop. Exactly. That's From the New York Post to the New York Times, it would go live. But that it would be covered by all the networks and they would say it's not been independently confirmed. But because the New York Times or the Washington Post is reporting it, it's good enough for us. And you're like, well, you don't you the you guys all probably have the same sources, but your source didn't leak to you. Yeah, it's like you you guys don't have the evidence that like the New York Times or the Washington Post is using, but you're willing to run with it anyway. What's the difference here? Oh, that's right. One person has a D at the end of their name. The other one has an R. And one of them has, one of them is the guy that you hate. So that's like, like who, who really has the bad intentions, the nefarious intentions when it comes to covering the stuff that they want to cover. And we've seen this again recently uh, with what they keep lying about with DeSantis and the state of Florida, where they're literally claiming he's trying to ban history, ban black history, ban teaching of slavery, which is something that Alyssa claimed uh, DeSantis wanted, just to completely ban the history of slavery, the civil rights movement, all this stuff. And when she gets called out on it on by DeSantis's team or just anybody that can pull up the, the standards on the, on the website for Florida's Department of Education, she'll do an apology on Twitter, this mealy mouth apology of like, oh, I got ahead of myself. I didn't have all the facts, but then not actually issue the apology online. But our own Bill D'Agostino has this wonderful montage of all these different media folks uh, just peddling just blatant disinformation about what the standards of education are in the state of Florida. Let's give that a listen. Florida is becoming ground zero for the culture wars Republicans are waging and a sign of what we might expect from the National Party. Erasing history, banning books. Florida has gone from don't say gay to don't say black. Ron DeSantis is barring education about race, gender, sexual orientation, or any part of history that might make white Christians feel bad. He's against AP. He's against DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. He's against ESG this week. He is against LGBTQ. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to ban the alphabet. Basically, what he's done is this kind of Orwellian plot to censor what is being taught in the classrooms. They don't care about teaching the actual history of this country. When he says that slavery and the aftermath of slavery should not be taught to Florida school children. So slavery uh, became illegal. Now it's going to be illegal to teach slavery in schools. It seems it seems really odd. I mean, where is he going to draw the line? There was a time when enslaved people couldn't learn. And now it's illegal for us to learn about enslaved people. You think he's a racist? I, I think he's anti-black. Curtis, that's that montage. Hmm. Yes, this goes to how, the again, I don't want to hear the left talk about, you know, alleged conservatives or people they don't like of saying things without evidence. 
Like they 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 claim that Fox News is like disinformation media or, or uh, state state run media and all, and all like fake is is Fox's Fox News phone news and and all this other stuff. Meanwhile, you guys are literally stating blatant falsehoods and misinformation. You had uh, Andrea Mitchell who had to issue a correction on her show after she made it was a light correction. It a was very a light. Gent- it was gentle. The gentlest of corrections. The gentlest of corrections. Uh, but, but if Fox was saying, yeah. or if any conservative media outlet, like where it was getting this amount of traction, was saying stuff that was supposedly false about Biden or Cuomo. Well, we, we, we were getting a lot of this stuff about Cuomo and stuff like that, where like people were defending Cuomo, Cuomo sexuals and all this stuff. Like when any anybody says something bad about Cuomo, they, they were dismissed. And all the Hunter Biden stuff with the laptop that was dismissed as Russian disinformation. What, what is this? You guys are blatantly fabricating and lying about what the education system in Florida is like and requires and demands of its students. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah. It makes absolutely no sense. Like you can actually go and look this up yourself. Like what are Florida's educational standards? They teach slavery. You know, there's this uh, history teacher that's gone on, uh, MSNBC, I think CNN as well. Uh, he's been in the Washington Post. He takes students to places where black people were lynched around the turn of the century and since then. Wow. Because Florida, you know, especially up, you know, you get further up, is very much the South. And it still is. And he's going around fearful that Ron DeSantis is going to ban that type of stuff from being taught in schools. Uh,. That that's literally part that, of the curriculum. Yeah, it's, I mean that's like, the, that's the kind of stuff that should be taught in schools. Like you are, you should be applauded. You are doing something that's pointing out the ugly history of our country that some people did. You know, obviously with Florida, a lot of people probably didn't live there or grow up there when that happened. But still, it's worth if you're going to live somewhere, you should know the community and know the history, et cetera, et cetera. But that doesn't have anything to do with queer theory or intersectionality or the need yep. for reparations. It doesn't. Or critical race theory. It doesn't about judging people based on their skin color from you know from yeah. when they're born. That has nothing to do with any of that. Yeah, it's it's like you can take the class there and all this stuff, but you're are, are you actually worried that your white students are gonna like start lynching people? Like, is is that why you want to bring them there to try to make them think like they're the oppressor? Like the whole thing is is just like it's like yeah, they they need to learn about this stuff. Florida mandates it like. We say never again for the Holocaust and all and all that, and it, it's it's for this sort of stuff too. It's like humanity is progressing. Like we we've come so far, but they want to act like we haven't at all, and it really like tears down. It it, it belittles the progress we've made, and it it, it ju- they they want to they they talk about Republicans and the right constantly working in politics and grievance politics and all this stuff like that that's what this is if if you if you if like Sonny Hostin and Whoopi Goldberg are complaining that they want reparations demanding reparations when they're multi-millionaires and on TV like what do you what do you what don't you think that you're peddling grievance they'll say they weren't they're they're peddling they're they're living in the world of truth and reality but right. that, that that's exactly what they're doing it, it, it's grievance the other way it, it is it's it's like you're not it's like you're not uh, you 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 often use the quote here on the podcast of um, it, it's the the left accuses you of doing what they themselves are yeah, doing. Yeah, it's it's the Alinsky look. It's a, yeah. it's Saul Alinsky. Just yeah. like just project onto your opponent what you yourself are doing, uh, so then you can absolve yourself in the public eye of of culpability for anything. Exactly, and 
they they will probably say stuff like the the people of East Palestine, Ohio, are 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 acting a grievance. It's like some grievances are worth having. Like like you you are wronged legitimately. Um, you yourself personally, as opposed to like a lot of like Sonny and Whoopi demanding reparations. Like neither of you were enslaved. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you like my 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 family. Uh, fought in the Civil War for the Union. We never owned slaves, so like, why would I need to pay anybody? Yeah, and I'm sorry if you have your own guilt. That's for you to work through. Uh, if you had ancestors that had that subtweeting. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> that's for you to work through. Um, not for the rest of us. Talking about people that need to work through stuff. Uh, Tim mentioned it on a podcast uh, earlier this week, but uh, or or last week, uh, Don Lemon. Is on thin ice. Don uh, Lemon. You you had an update on that for us with yeah. uh, Don Lemon. Uh, so at Puck, which you know we're gonna try and write a little bit more about it, Newsbusters, just because it's behind a really thick paywall. Um, so we'll be able to provide you a lot of the quotes because, as per you know, very shrewdly, they their first couple paragraphs of their stories that are in free emails don't really give you a lot of the guts of a story it's more about like telling a story so they kind of start out like telling a narrative with stuff that you already know and then and then they kind of get to where they need to go but anyway dylan byers's new story called licks lemonade out at puck very last paragraph um notes that discovery ceo david zaslav of course discovery bought warner brothers warner media that owns cnn uh, he believes that Don Lemon is responsible for CNN this morning's failures and infighting and, quote, there may not be a strike three, with strike one, uh, one presumably being his argument with Caitlin Collins that came to light in recent weeks that happened back on December 8th, and then the second being his racist smear of Nikki Haley. Uh, sexist smear. Sexist smear, yeah. Well, yeah, sexist smears. Uh, racist smear past, was racist past, smear was uh, Wajahat Ali. Um, yeah, the past her prime uh, ass, yes. uh, assault. I sort of feel like that 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 quote was from a, a CNN insider, an unnamed. In- uh, well, a discover Warner Brothers Discovery, discovery because I the feel, parent company. I feel like they might not know the rules of baseball because the third strike would be what gets him out. So there would be a third strike because the first one would be the argument. The second one is the sexist comment. There, there, there would then be a third strike. Yeah, that would, that would get the final, unless they're not counting the argument. But like, I, I just thought it was kind of funny because it's like, well, there, there would, we already have two strikes, and he would get out on the third. Right, <laughs> and the, and the story, not surprisingly, goes into detail about how people are, t- you know, the p- powers that be at Warner Brothers Discovery are tired of. Don Lemon having to be called to the principal's office for saying dumb things. He's he's a diva, and like this is this is the guy. And, well, and I should say that was part of the the story that was reported that Lemon became convinced that he was okay with mm-hmm. this demotion because he was going to get a new contract. He was going to get more money for less ratings. So he was like, "This is a good deal. Yeah. Uh, I won't get laid off in these like mass layoffs. I'll get to keep my job, keep develop my brand, develop his brand." Was one of the quotes in Puck. Yeah, but then he thought. What, he's he like na- just out of college. He, he's been salty since the beginning of the show because he thought his name was going to be in the title, and then it wasn't. He just renamed it CNN. Lick named it CNN this morning, which is funny because he created CBS this morning. So he was just like, "Ah, let's do this." I'm just gonna I'm gonna recycle this thing that I did. Yeah, I'm literally gonna recycle this thing I did, and so Lemon's been salty about it ever since. 
Oh my god! I because li- didn't Licked also do the uh, the Tonight Show? So it's gonna be uh, Late Show. Late Show. So it's gonna be CNN Late Show. <laughs> yeah, he's just gonna keep recycling all oh of my. these. Oh my god! Uh, these shows work, so you know why can't I just do it at another network? I, I mean, yes, dude, that's kind of yeah, but. But anyway, so the other thing that we got going on uh, in the news is Biden in Ukraine. We'll just play a really quick clip from our uh, our buddy uh, Elliot. Uh, Tom Elliot. Tom Elliot over there at Grabian. Uh, he's got this wonderful vid of uh, just the media just talking about brave Biden over in Kiev. Play it. Joe Biden has put solidarity ahead of his own personal safety. Air raid sirens and no real guarantee of security. As air raid sirens blared. This was incredibly dramatic, Andrea. It was historic as well. Historic, timely, and brave. The first American president to go to a war zone with no U.S. military presence for security on the ground. Uh, American presidents have made dramatic trips before. Nixon to China, Kennedy, Reagan to the Berlin Wall, and presidents have visited U.S. troops in war zones, but never like this. To find a, a day of this kind of presidential bravery in a war zone, you've got to go all the way back to 1864. With Biden's trip uh, to Europe, you know, he is he is welcomed as not only, the, the frankly, the savior of Ukraine, but also the savior of Europe as a whole. All right, just really fast. So we talked about this on Newsmax a little bit earlier today, so you can catch us over there. Yeah, I I, I just want to say, as we as we pointed out on Newsmax, he's like one of the last world leaders to go over there. Kiev is not in any danger of being overrun like it used to be. If he went to like Kyrgyzstan or Zaporizhia, that would be some serious yeah, we're like th- like like where artillery can reach, but uh, but basically. Uh, the, the 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 brave the, the people that are brave in Kiev were the people the average folks that were getting ready to fight the Russians with like pots and pans and making Molotov cocktails in their kitchens when they were breathing down just like a like a few kilometers outside the city, but it was, it was completely unnecessary. I mean, yes, it was good he went, you, it, especially if you support the war effort, uh, as as Nick and I do. Uh, yeah, the like, come at the, us. The, the, yeah, the, uh, uh, get mad. The, the 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 people of Ukraine, the citizens of Ukraine, defending their own country from yeah. people who want to oppress them. Yeah. All right. Anyway, anyway. that aside, it, it's just completely unnecessary. You don't need to use. You don't need to empty your thesaurus to describe what Joe Biden did. It was a good thing. You can say it was objectively good thing. If you don't like Joe Biden, you can say I'm glad he was out of the country. And but but like the point is. And my point, that was your point. My point was that, you know, this is what an administration might do when they're struggling domestically or they have something going on. So what do they do? And a lot of these places get on the roads, get out of the White House. If there's a problem with staff fighting in the White House or if there's a problem generally somewhere in the U.S., you go overseas. And and what's happening in the U.S. right now? I think. Oh. uh, Oh, yeah. The thing we talked about earlier, East Palestine. Oh, right. Well, now we've completed the circle. Exactly. And. As our uh, your normal host Tim Graham would say, visit Newsbusters once, twice, twenty-four times a day. Have a good night. <laughs>